Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Howdy, friends. Welcome back to another week of the Frontier Freedom Hour. Deadshot Michael Arpaio. Now, this is actually a nickname that has taken hold in the Salem studios. Our our guest today is Senator Simpson. But Senator Simpson, you know that if you come in, you got to get a good Western name. And we have we have nicknamed Michael Arpaio Deadshot because he's so good on the board. We're never going back. We're never having to mix it up. Uh, he gets it done right the first time. Welcome. My name is Jeff Hunt. I have the incredible privilege of serving as the director of the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University and uh, co-chairman of the Western Conservative Summit. If this is your first time listening, we're so glad you're here. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We always like to bring the Western issues into the city here. And that's one of the things I love about the Western Conservative Summit is that we try to cover Western issues, elevate them. If you go to a lot of the other national conservative conferences, you won't quite hear the issues that Western rural people are facing. And we like to elevate those at the Western Conservative Summit. By the way, we already got the dates for that. It's June 9th and 10th in Denver, Colorado. We're going to be back down at the Colorado Convention Center at the Belco Theater. So I hope you'll join us. Tickets will be on sale soon. But put that in your calendar, June 9th and 10th, two thousand twenty. And uh, it's going to be a wild one. It'll be a fun one. In our studio today is Senator Cleve Simpson. He's a Republican from Alamosa. He represents Senate District 35. Serves as the general manager of the Rio Grande Water Conservation District and past chairman of the uh, a past chairman on the Adams State University Board of Trustees. So he knows what it's like to try to manage educators which uh, I think is probably more challenging than roping cattle some days. His primary focus in the Senate is rural Colorado relevance, resilience, and prosperity. He's a fourth-generation San Luis Valley farmer and rancher. Simpson has a deep understanding of the water issues facing Colorado's agricultural and rural communities. He believes leadership through a thoughtful, collaborative approach is necessary to provide solutions to the pressing needs across Senate District 35 in the state of Colorado. Simpson serves as a representative on the Rio Grande Basin Roundtable and as a roundtable representative to the statewide Interbasin Compact Committee. We're going to learn what all that means. He's active in the Colorado Water Congress and has served on the Farm Service Agency County Committee, Alamosa County Planning Commission, Alamosa Mosquito Control District. That's interesting. (laughs) And (laughs) he's tried to manage... Educators and mosquitoes, which uh, that, 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 that is quite a challenge. He likes the hard stuff. Alamosa School District Accountability Committee is a member of Action 22, the Colorado Farm Bureau. Uh, Senator Simpson, I'm so glad you're here because we want to hear about how rural Colorado is doing. So start us off. How are, how are the folks in rural Colorado doing? Well, thanks, Jeff. It's uh, uh, wonderful to be here this morning, a beautiful day in Denver. Um, I always say that, uh, you know, I'd, I'd probably much rather be back home in Alamosa. I still got a little bit of bale and a hay to get finished up before the first snow falls, but uh, I had to be up here for some committee work yesterday and worked out really well to be here. So uh, great to be here. You know, rural Colorado, you know, it's still, it, it's, 
again, I'm native, born and raised in Alamosa. I'm the fourth generation of my family to farm and ranch there. And it just, um, you, you know, tugs at your heartstrings. I got an engineering degree from the Carter School of Mines and left for a period of time, but knew I always wanted to come back and, uh, you know, uh, live and, and uh, raise my family in, in Colorado, in the San Luis Valley in particular. So uh, between, you know, weather challenges and commodities and prices and uh, supply chain issues and a lot of things everybody else deals with. It's it's a struggle in rural Colorado. Um, it doesn't feel like the leadership of the state, and we're not in the business of getting anybody elected, but we can provide analysis. Um, it doesn't feel like the state thinks about rural Colorado all that much. Yeah, I you know I I talk about that routinely. Just thinking about it in the last really in the last four years, um, you kind of highlight this series of significant events that have occurred across the state and it starts with like the wolf reintroduction right. you know how there were only five counties in out of 64 that voted in favor of that and ironically they uh, only one of them was west of the continental divide the, the rest were front range interests and you think about wolf reintroduction you think about last session the ag workers bill of rights where uh, the proponents and the sponsors really demonized ag producers mm. and some of them i know personally mm. in my district and that was really disheartening that we, we took a you know a, a topic and a subject that probably could use some discussion and, and address but we just demonized producers and it, it really put ag producers in a bad spot and i cautioned you know the supporters that you're just going to drive us out of business or you're going to drive the small producer out and this will just become bigger and bigger corporate operations and that's what's that's what's happening people are leaving the business not in droves but again those that re require a lot of of labor um are finding alternatives change crop types or just quit mm. and then later in you know there was a a, a ballot initiative the pause initiative about um almost about reproductive rights of animals where right. you were just going to destroy the livestock industry about initiative 16 i think it was and luckily colorado farm bureau and colorado cattlemen's were successful in getting the colorado supreme court to review that and actually said it, it this didn't meet the you know the requirements to be on the ballot so but it, it would have just destroyed the livestock industry it would have said you know i couldn't preg check a cow i couldn't artificially inseminate a cow you couldn't process a cow till it reached or, or an animal till it reached 20 percent of its you know normal lifespan which you know in the beef industry that that puts that animal at six or seven years old probably and there there is no you're just selling hamburger at six or seven years old and the colorado beef industry would just have been demolished and on top of that then you you know we have a no meat weekend i always <laughs> always thinking about that and go we don't we don't ever have a no ski weekend in colorado <laughs> where, where do we come up with this no meat weekend i actually think that backfired um but well, i mean and that's because there's so many people that support ag in this state but the people that are making decisions and the people that live in the cities there are these people that think that your food comes from the grocery store if you ask them you know, where, where where do you actually get your food? Well, it comes saran wrapped. It just magically appears. It just shows up. They have no idea how it gets there. But demographics is destiny. This is what I think the state's facing. Demographics is destiny, and policy drives demographics, right? So just look at Texas, look at Florida. You got great conservative leadership there, and you have conservatives and Republicans going, you know what, I want to move to these states. 
Florida seems like a really great state to live in right now. They've got low taxes. They're kind of a freedom state. They champion themselves as freedom states. What has Colorado done? Well, we've said we're going to pretty much decriminalize all the drugs. So anybody that wants to use drugs can come here and use it freely. And so those people said, that's great. Or uh, I want to have sex and I don't really care about any abortion issues and I can just terminate the pregnancy if I want. Uh, no consequences whatsoever. And so you've essentially brought to Colorado these people that think that meat's awful, that your food shows up just randomly in a convenience store. They have no idea how it got there. They have no idea the families that are impacted by it. They want to live a lifestyle that's kind of just licentiousness and, and be able to do whatever they want. And they are electing the leadership of this state that are have no concerns about what's going on. Like you said, when do we ever have a no ski <laughs> No weekend, ski weekend. Right? Thinking about the, you know, the climate impacts of the thousands of people that drive to ski resorts every weekend and you know, I nothing against the ski industry at right. all, just being facetious about yeah. you know, if you can if you can think you can organize a no meat weekend, I'm I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't we just have a no ski weekend once or twice a year? See how that goes over. But you know, I think about particularly coming out of the pandemic, you know, people in this state should have an appreciation for what rural Colorado provides and, and, and is available to us. If you just kind of look, most farmers and ranchers aren't looking for assistance. They generally want to just be left alone and stop over-regulating us. And if, if we can kind of take care of rural Colorado, we can put, you know, affordable, safe, uh, quality foods, meats and vegetables and dairy products on, on everybody's plate here in, in Colorado. But you got to be a little mindful about some of the policies and regulations that are continue to just burden rural Colorado and farmers and, agric and farmers and ranchers in particular. So Senator Simpson is a Faith, Family and Freedom Award winner, which is our award given to legislators that vote according to Christian conservative biblical values. It's a great award to win. A majority of the legislators don't get them. Only about a third do. And so, uh, Senator Simpson, thank you for your leadership there. Uh, Senator Simpson represents rural districts in Colorado. What is the, what's the biggest complaint you're hearing right now from your constituents? Cost of living. Mm. Cost of living and public safety by mm. far. At, and and then, then you just layer on some of the, the impacts of that. Um, tr uh, trying to fill vacancies in, in, the, in the workforce. And I, I don't know... I don't know what's driving that, that every every industry I talk to across my district, it's like I can't find, I can't find help, whether it's, uh, you know, in the Department of Corrections, uh, the correctional facility, they can't f find people. Mm -hmm. Higher education folks can't find people. Tradesmen, plumbers, electricians, they can't find help. I, I don't know where everybody's gone or what they're doing, but there's this big gap. But the cost of living in, in rural Colorado and, and and across all of Colorado, it's just becoming, you know, it's becoming unaffordable to live here. We're talking with Senator Cleve Simpson. He represents Alamosa, Senate District 35. And when we return from these messages, we're going to get into probably one of the hottest topics in the state of Colorado, water. There's an old saying that uh, whiskey's for drinking and water's for fighting in the state of Colorado. Uh, we've had Greg Walter on in the past. Greg talked about how Colorado's kind of the roof uh, for the, the entire United States when it comes to water. We send water out to the east. We send water out to the west. It's a really important issue. So we're going to continue this conversation. If you ever under, wanted to understand why water is so controversial, stick around. We'll be right back after these commercials. 